Welcome to episode 33 of Trust the Process with Lex and Jen. I'm Lex. And I'm Jen. (laughs) So here we are in the middle of our series. How are we feeling? (laughs) We're feeling pretty good. I mean, it's been nice being able to finally get out all of these feelings that we've had um for god knows how long i know right like we have seriously been talking about doing this series for like i think the first week we started our podcast just knowing the stuff we were going through we were like okay this needs to happen yeah we're definitely going to be talking about this so we appreciate our listeners kind of uh putting up with all of our random stories Yes, thank you guys. And no more from us this episode, though, about different stories. We have a whole whack of stuff from our friends and different things we've read online of other situations people have seen when it comes to those toxic environments. And all of those from work environments to relationships with friends to, you know, everything in the middle. (laughs) So. Absolutely. And we have some posts from people um, that were in the television industry, um, who were in the industry, and then they left and then discovered that there are toxic workplaces in other communications industries. So um, I think it'd be cool to talk about what these people have gone through and just kind of dive into that. And of course, all of this will be anonymous, um, but I think it's really heartbreaking but also neat to kind of learn about others experiences yeah i think so too but before we dive in jen what has been a positive from your week a positive from my week well some may say this isn't a positive but for me it is um earlier this week i started a whole new lifestyle change um I decided to start what's called Whole30, and for those of you who know what it is, you may have just cringed as I said it, Um, but it's basically, I don't want to say it's a diet, but it's 30 days with no sugar, no bread, no dairy, and it's not easy (laughs) no alcohol either like it cuts out a lot of the bad stuff and basically the whole point of it is to get rid of processed food and eat just natural food and you know I was really skeptical about how my body would handle it and also my mind um but I'm five days in and I'm doing pretty well, you know. Oh, that's good to hear. I've not had very many sugar cravings or anything like that. And it's nice like getting up and cooking breakfast and, you know, cooking home cooked meals every night. Um, It's just been a really great thing to go through. Um, Obviously, I have to miss out on maybe some desserts that people at work make or something like that. But it's almost like an experiment to see how those foods affect your body. So once the 30 days are up, you slowly reintroduce those foods back into your body one at a time to see how your body reacts to it. 
So who knows? I, I'd love to see what happens. It's kind of like a science experiment, but um, I just know I feel better. What is your hypothesis of what is going to happen? <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like there's no going back at this point. I can't have a life without, you know, sugar every now and then or some bread or cheese or alcohol, but it's really going to teach me moderation. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm most excited about. Um, and at the same time, I'm doing a an eight-week fitness program with our personal trainer at work. Um, so not only am I, you know, eating better, I'm also getting into shape and exercising every day. So I'm excited to see, you know, what kind of changes happen to my body and to my mind. How are you feeling so far? I feel good. I have been looking at this whole 30 calendar that somebody made and apparently the first five days like you just feel hungover, you feel sluggish, you feel tired and honestly I probably feel better now than I did before. I'm not really having a uh, like withdrawals. <laughs> Exactly. I'm not really having withdrawals like I thought I would. So that's good. But who knows? Maybe it affects me differently and I'm really going to start hating it like two weeks in. You never know. <laughs> that's funny. I'll keep you updated. Yeah, please do. What kind of things have you been making then for like dinners and lunches especially? Because I feel like lunch at work, I get lazy sometimes and I'm like, ah, just pull through a drive through and we'll go get Chick-fil-A or something. Exactly. Lunches have been hard because obviously fast food, there's not a whole lot of options for Whole30. So for lunches, I've mainly been doing like leftover dinners, which has been nice. You just heat it up. But for dinners, luckily, you can have meat, um, any kinds of meat, red meat, chicken, salmon. Like, so we have cooked all of it and have gotten creative with vegetables and had a lot of different kinds of ways of cooking potatoes. Um, and that's been good. The main thing for me for breakfast, I would always have a bowl of peanut butter Cheerios in the morning. That's a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Oh. <laughs> but it's loaded with sugar and, you know, the milk and everything. But I would have it every single day. But it was quick and easy. But now I am taking time in the morning to cook sausage, cook scrambled eggs, have fresh fruit. And it just really sets up my day really well. So that's been something super huge for me. Oh, that's good to hear. Honestly, I need to probably do something like that. My mom listening to this is probably like agreeing. <laughs> so <laughs> now I will say it would have been a lot harder for me had I was still on my reporter salary. Um, in my new job, I'm making almost double what I was making as a reporter. So I'm definitely blessed to have more money now so I can spend it on fresher food and better fuel for your body. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like if I just sit down and actually like meal prep, I'll be good. I just need to actually do it's it. The time. Yeah, it takes a lot of yeah. time. I have been getting better though. I haven't been eating out for lunch as much. I've been packing sandwiches or a salad with chicken. So I have been doing better, but still I find sometimes it's just easier to like, ugh, I just want to go to 
you know, Publix and get my $5 sushi on Wednesdays, which isn't bad. So if I even just do that during the week, that'll be fine. (laughs) Could be a lot worse. You could be getting like a ton of fried food or something like that. So sushi's not always a bad option. True. But yes, the fried food does happen. (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) That was a big positive for my week, but I want to know what a positive from your week was, Lex. Yeah. So my boyfriend, Travis, was here uh, this past, well, he left, I guess it's been exactly a week since he left pretty much so that's been a little sad but uh we went to miami together so that was so much fun traveling with him and just getting to experience different things together i had never been to miami so i didn't know what to expect and it's definitely a personality type (laughs) like to be a miami person um there's a lot to do. There's a lot of cool... We went to Wynwood, I believe it was called, with all these cool murals and lots of graffiti art, some of which was weird. There was, like, some SpongeBob, like, demon-looking SpongeBob. Anyway, we had fun with it because both of us were kind of like, there's no way we can take this stuff seriously. So we just were, like, goofing around, taking pictures of each other and just, like... Not making fun of it, but just kind of being like, oh, that has nice colors, but like, what is going on? (laughs) So stuff like that. It was nice to see we have the same vibe with that, Um, which is funny because anytime my dad and I go traveling together, we kind of do the same thing because like we have the same mindset with that, whereas my mom always tries to take it seriously and look at the artistic, you know, side to things. And we're like, nah, look at that. That's funny. So (laughs) she is an interior designer. So true. She has to. Yeah, that's right. Um, But yeah, so it was nice to see like he can goof around and have fun like that when we're traveling Um, and then tried out a few really cool restaurants, went to the Wharf Bar, which was all totally outside. There was food trucks there. It was the coolest thing ever. And I think every city should have something similar. (laughs) It was so cool, like everything outside. And it, it just had like a covered area. There was like cornhole and um like a massive um like beer pong table it was crazy it was so cool so anyway that was fun and then we went to miami beach which is like the iconic like every you know everyone knows about miami beach so it was nice to see it it's a lot smaller than i thought like i thought the whole like beach drive would be the biggest street in the world it was literally like three blocks long (laughs) that was it (laughs) it was so small and it just I don't know there's like homeless people there's a lot more kids than I expected down there so probably probably because we went on like a Thursday is why but I've also heard since COVID it's gotten more like family friendly which is probably for the best but it was a little bit not what I was (laughs) expecting there's that um but yeah it was overly like a really good time so I'm glad we were able to do that obviously sad to see him leave but good to have those experiences and memories with him so glad we could do that and you'll be here in Nashville in just a couple of weeks so that's exciting I can't wait to see you I know I'm so excited but before that my mom will come here with Ruby so I have fun things to look forward to (laughs) yeah 
little Ruby will be here. She just had her third birthday. Oh my gosh, what a big girl. Yeah, I know. My dad went to go get her like a peanut butter cake and of course, you know. <laughs> yeah, I get to go see you. So that'll be good. It's been a while, dude. <laughs> I know. It has been a couple of months. And I don't like it, but it is what it is, because we're adults, and it's what we do. (laughs) And also with Travis, like, I I know it's hard doing the whole long distance thing, but, you know, it's worth, take it from my experience, it is worth it. Um, Yeah. But fun fact, Eric and I are having Travis over for dinner tomorrow night. (laughs) Take take care of him. (laughs) We're cooking, like, steaks and veggies and stuff like that and eric was like this might be the first time he has had a home-cooked meal since he's moved to nashville (laughs) yeah who knows he makes dinner for well he makes lunches and then just eats leftovers for dinner but he has like chicken and rice and that's like all he eats this boy so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna spoil him it's, it's please fine. do he deserves <laughs> it he works hard so <laughs> that's funny so we have given our experiences with you know what we've dealt with with toxic work environments and toxic friendships and relationships so we wanted to hear from other people Lex and I kind of touched on some of the toxicity we dealt with in television news, and it's not just us. It's a pretty universal thing, though, you know, there are good places to work for. It is kind of, you know, infamous, this industry, um, about how toxic it can be, and we're part of a couple of Facebook groups um, that connect us with reporters across the country, female reporters, and then also female reporters that have turned over from the television news industry into public relations, communications, that kind of thing. And we see basically on a daily basis a bunch of anonymous posts about what some of these women go through. And I'm going to share one of them um this is a reporter she says i'm about six months into my contract and i absolutely hate it i love the job and meeting people but i've never worked in an environment so toxic in my entire life i feel like everyone is working against me everyone gossips and makes fun of other reporters nobody helps anyone and management is terrible And it's such an unfortunate thing to hear that, Lex, because we get it. (laughs) Yeah. Is it sad you reading that? I was already like, geez, that really flash, like flashbacks came for me. I don't know about you, but I was like, geez, maybe not the making fun of reporters part. I don't think we ever had anyone on our past staff when we worked in Panama City that did that. We were all more so supporting each other because no one else would. Um, But... Yeah, a lot of that, like, management sucking, six months into the job, seeing, like, basically the curtain unveiling, like, all these crappy things happening, you know, stuff like that. And being locked into a contract, 
a lot of people don't know that, you know, in TV news, you have to sign a contract and you're bound to it for years. Yeah. Um, and if you try to leave early, you have to pay a lot of money. Um, I may or may not be doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't confirm. <laughs> um, but it gets to a point where you're like, okay, I'm done putting up with the toxicity. It's worth x amount of dollars to get out of this contract so i really feel for that reporter yeah i do feel really bad for that reporter especially if six months into their job let's say this is her first job that automatically means they probably have two years if it's their first job if that two or three years so six months into a two or three year contract yikes (laughs) you know like that uh Poor thing. Does it say a location? No, it doesn't. But it says later in the post, like, she wants to leave, but she can't afford the buyout. And (laughs) I get it. It's hard. If you want, if you love the job like she does and like you do, it's hard to, you know, want to stay in the industry, but not be able to afford to leave an environment like that because it's just realistically you can't afford that kind of thing if you want to stay in the industry the only way that I'm able to afford my contract buyout is by getting a job that pays a lot more so I just I really feel for that reporter because it's almost like ostracizing her from this industry and I hate that Yeah, and I will say, like, advice to her, if she would listen to this, would be just really focus on the parts of the job you do love, like the talking to people, she said, doing stories, just trying to find a way to make a difference in your community, just make those personal connections with each person you talk to, because at the end of the day, they're going to remember that in the community, they're the ones that watch you, and let's say if they were to reach out to the station to say hey we really like so and so keep her on your news like that could on- like that'll just help add to that person's credibility in the end so i would just say like just be confident in your work and know that the community is there to support you and try to fall back on that don't don't rely on the station <laughs> as sad as that is but yeah don't rely on that just talk to mentors that always always helps no matter what industry talk to your mentors um they they've been there so ask them for advice too um and obviously again we're not professionals but if you are for real feeling like you're at a loss and don't know what to do go to therapy i know we've talked about that a lot (laughs) but seriously do it if you think it's going to help you even just know how to respond to your boss or know how to talk to your coworkers go to therapy. Yeah, absolutely. I hate reading, you know, people making fun of other people. That's terrible. But it kind of leads into what one of our listeners actually said to us. Yeah, yeah. Again, this is all anonymous, so we're not going to name who, but thank you for sending it in if you know who you are. (laughs) Um, So this is, I'll read her entire post. Um, So here we go. She says, um, this is about her coworker insulting her. So it sounds like this is someone that's on her same level, if not like near her same level at the company. Um, so it's not a manager. Just wanted to state that in case someone, you know, asked later. Um, okay, here we go. 
This one guy I work with who called me some rich white girl, in quotations, after only having two conversations with him, and then she says, I'm half Hispanic, by the way, so it's a little bit insulting, decided to interrupt a conversation I was having with my friend at work one day. He looks me dead in the eye, pointed at his nose, and asked me, what happened? Did you fall on your face? Immediately, I knew what he was implying because I have a bump on my nose, but that is just the nose I was born with. And keep in mind, I look the same every day, and he's seen me five days a week for almost a year at this point. So anyways, I responded, no. But he continues to insult how I look, saying things like, are you sure? It looks like you fell on your face. Like I thought maybe you tripped and fell in the parking lot, or maybe someone hit you. Eventually, I had to tell him to stop talking, and I had to walk away to pretty much go cry at my desk. Yeah, I really did cry at my desk. And after I calmed down, I texted my coworker, who witnessed it all, like it, like they did the last time, um, to make sure I wasn't crazy or being dramatic about what had just happened. And I wasn't. And if this guy who has a nose that is bigger than his forehead makes a third ignorant, rude comment, I can report him to HR with dates and a witness. End quote. <laughs> yes, document everything. Document everything. That is so huge. I cannot stress that enough. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, first of all, that sucks. That first of all, like your coworker, someone that like you work with on the daily. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like a pest. Ooh, I hate that. What advice would you have for this listener? It's a tough situation, but like I said document everything um you shouldn't have to put up with that kind of first of all blatant ignorance someone calling you a little rich white girl like come on shut up that that's not cool like it's basically workplace harassment just I'm really proud of this listener for standing up for herself and just telling this coworker to stop talking and she was able to walk away. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you let out your frustrations and that's completely valid. Um, but it's really important to let your employers know what kind of situations are going on if it's affecting you. As I've said before, HR is not your friend. It's um, HR is there for the company, not for the employee. Uh, so keep that in mind. But also don't stay silent about these kinds of things at all. You shouldn't have to put up with it. Yeah, I would say um, in this situation, I might not even wait for a third ignorant comment. If there's already been a couple and you have them documented and you have witnesses, maybe take it to the next level at that point. Just say like, hey, this makes me feel uncomfortable at work. I feel like I'm not performing my best when this and this are happening. Just ask for advice. Don't like leave a problem on the table. Just be like, and here's what I think should happen, you know, or, you know, it is discrimination at some point you know <laughs> I just did a whole workshop thing for work actually on discrimination and that's like grounds for some type of you know talking to at least to say hey that what you're saying is rude and who knows this person could even be thinking they're trying to make funny conversation trying to make that person feel included where in reality they're calling somebody out for a 
a quality about themselves maybe that they don't want to bring attention to like it's just something very unnecessary but you don't know what's going through that other person's mind but if it helps having like a higher up manager or somebody talk to them just saying like hey watch your words they can hurt then maybe they'd realize like oh shoot like I didn't realize that was happening you know just to be a devil's advocate in this situation yeah absolutely but yeah I I wouldn't stay silent and like Lex said it's not even worth waiting for a third time. If you know a third time is going to come, you might as well bite the bullet and just, you know, take care of it now. But do what is most comfortable for you, honestly. Um, but just, like I said, the blatant ignorance is just disgusting. And it kind of leads into another post. Um, this is from somebody that actually quit news to go into a role like in a completely different industry and then found out it could be just as terrible so she says i quit news to work in public relations but my current workplace is toxic people who make a ton of racist comments a boss who says inappropriate things about women it's really upsetting and i've been sick about it don't worry it's all been reported so it's good that this poster like has documented everything and more people with you know the racism and the inappropriateness it's like come on what are what are we doing like it's sucky to have to deal with that in a work environment you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and she also says i'm so nervous to give my two weeks I think it's because I know the company is going to investigate my claims once they know I'm out of the office. So that's another thing. It's like, like I said before, HR is not your friend. Um, But, you know, you are your biggest advocate. And if you know that getting out of that situation is going to be what's best for you, I mean, who cares what they do (laughs) once you leave? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. Do what's best for you. And, you know, five years down the line, you're going to look back at that moment and be like, wow, that was such a little, like, blimp in my past. When In the moment, obviously, it's a big deal. And listen to that. All those feelings are valid. So don't feel like I'm trying to minimize that. Not trying to say that. But I'm saying in the the future, you're going to have bigger things to worry about that that moment you'll be like wow I can't believe that toxic thing happened glad I don't have to deal with it anymore like it's you're you're gonna learn from moments like that and be able to tell somebody about it in the future and hopefully help another person avoid something like that like I guess that's all we are trying to do here (laughs) yeah absolutely and I'm thankful for other people who kind of mentored me and gave me advice before I put in my two weeks and just going about it the right way. Um, That was huge to me. So it may be hard for her, but, you know, she's going to get through it. And then maybe, like you said, she can help somebody in the future. Yeah, for sure. Always us putting a positive spin on things, I suppose. Um, This one kind of goes off of that too, Jen. Um, I believe you sent this one to me, but um, also in the same Facebook group. So let me dive in. 
It says, advice please. I have three senior male coworkers who I repeatedly walk into talking very derogatory about multiple women at the station. Some pretty small things, making fun of outfits, hair, but also today, for example, calling a woman incapable and slow. I just had to take a pause there for a second. <laughs> All right. There were three instant uh today where i stepped away from my desk and came back to them saying stuff about me laughing and changing the subject it has made it a very toxic environment for me but i am fairly new to the station and don't want to get off on the wrong foot with them is it just something i have to get over question mark and i know some people first of all ew i hate that yeah. these grown-ass men are being like inappropriate and disgusting like that in the newsroom but some people commenting are like okay you know that they're talking about you whenever you get back to your desk stand up to them and be like hey i know you're talking about me okay it's so much easier said than done, though, right? Because these are three older men who have worked together, and it's like the good old boys club, and a new girl standing up to them, that would just, I mean, if if she could do that, that's like super brave. But yeah. for me personally, I don't think I would have the guts to do it. I would be way too nervous. I mean, I would want to tell somebody, but standing up to them in the moment, like, that's bold. Yeah, and going off of that, I would say document this as well. Obviously, different things like this. Um, and obviously, comments in this, too, are basically saying, like, oh, I see that all the time, too, and this isn't, you know, out of the ordinary. What sucks is that, like, if she knows they're talking about her, what she could say instead of being confrontational is just be like, what was that? I thought you said my name. Like, just, like, say it that way, and it might catch them in their, you know, footsteps kind of being like, oh, yeah, like, shoot, she heard us, or whatever it is. And then if they say, like, oh, we were talking about your dress or whatever, be like, oh, well, that's inappropriate at work, isn't it? Don't talk about my dress. <laughs> yeah, like, you can just say something like an adult, like, oh, that's a pretty inappropriate work conversation, isn't it? Like, say it to them, because that'll shut them up so quick. I think standing up for yourself, as hard as it is to do in the moment, it's so empowering. And other women are going to hear you saying that, and they're going to get the confidence to do it themselves as well. I recently, going off of that, I had at a story I just did... Um, some guy said some comment about women being um, not able to fight for themselves or something. And unfortunately, in the situation he was talking about, someone, there was like a gun involved. And unfortunately, like the woman did pass away. She just had no like self-defense on her to, you know, get out of the situation. And he was like, yeah, women are defenseless anyway, this and that. And I was like, um, excuse me. Like I stopped him. I was interviewing this man and I stopped him in his tracks and I was like excuse me and he was like well I mean in this situation I was like that's better <laughs> but I like still it's not but like wow, I what? I said it to him I'm proud of you there are powerful women in this world believe it or not you know like just things like that I had to almost like feel like it was my need to tell him <laughs> so anyway moments like that and I felt so empowered later but it does help having people in your corner before you do that 
I had my photographer <laughs> in this situation. Someone could have another girl with them when they say it, like just have Susie from sales come with you or something and just be like pretending to talk to her. And then if you hear it, just be like, oh, I thought you, you know, you guys said my name. Is there anything you'd like to say to me? And if they get all like weird about it, just be like, oh, all right. Well, let me know then, you know, like just be so. Yeah, pretty much just. And I feel like if guys are weird sometimes and different guys are, you know, different ways, but sometimes they almost appreciate that, you know, instead of you ignoring it, they almost are like, oh, okay, like she does have two legs to stand on sometimes. So that almost puts them in their place and they are more cautious to say something. So grown men acting like middle school girls. (laughs) Ew. Ew. <laughs> um, like, yeah. that's disgusting. Yeah. So, anyway, that was that one. <laughs> and, you know, like we said, TV news can be very toxic, but so can many other industries. And sometimes for reporters, it follows you even outside of the industry. Thankfully, it didn't really happen for me. Um, but I know somebody posted in the Facebook group about her experience. She said, since I left news in March, I've gone from one toxic public relations manager to the next and two months into my new public relations job, I am miserable. My manager is terrible and I can't take it anymore. I get picked on, laughed at, no work-life balance, gaslighted. We know all about gaslighting, huh, Lex? (laughs) Oh, girl, do we? (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. She said, I've had multiple breakdowns already and my anxiety has been bad. I feel worse mentally than I have felt in news, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Um, She said, I was happy when I first started but had no idea that my PR manager was toxic constantly going from one toxic management slash environment to the next is taking a toll on me that (sighs) poor thing is heartbreaking to me she feels worse mentally than she felt in news you so many people leave the news industry as i did to leave the toxicity and to get your mental health back into a better state but to know that it's worse for her, like, God, I hate that. Yeah, no kidding. And in that case, that's a boss. And that's gaslighting. That sounds like working for a narcissist. So what Jen and I had to do for basically two years. So in that case, like, I listened back to some of our episodes where we discussed that. Make sure you listen to those because I feel like that would help a little bit talk about how to deal with a narcissist but just again using those i statements i feel this way when this happened and don't be accusatory but also stand up for yourself at the end of the day like i think you would mention this like your job isn't going to love you so just never just never gonna love you back exactly never gonna love you back so just make sure it's an environment that you can handle and if not i don't think npr you have to sign a contract get out if you hate it oh my gosh like don't feel like you're stuck at all like please don't (laughs) i just feel bad for her because she's like 
one toxic environment to the next since she's left news it's like yeah that's still she can't so tough she can't find the right environment and i hate that i know but the right one will come and it'll make all that worth worth worthwhile you know yeah i think she said that she wants to go into like education communication or like nonprofit work and that would be i feel like that would be a lot better because i think she said she was um working in the corporate world so ugh, i just i can't even imagine no that is tough but you know in that case too like tell friends and family about it they might give you good advice and go see a therapist i know that's my what fourth time mentioning it this episode but seriously that could help you know give more advice to how to deal with managers um i've Go to TikTok, for God's sakes. Like, we found some good things on there we had talked about. But there's going to be resources out there. Just really go out and seek them um, for the time being. It's all temporary fixes, unfortunately. But, you know, yeah, that's unfortunately what I have for that. <laughs> yeah. You do what you can. Just stay positive and know that you'll find what's right for you. Yeah, and going off of finding what's right for you, that's what this last one we have for you guys to share. Also from a listener, um, just to give some background, it sounds like it's more so friendship related, which we had talked about when it comes to toxic relationships. It doesn't just have to be work related. So that's why we wanted to share this one as well. Um, So it says... I was friends with some people my freshman year of college who only wanted to party and go get drunk all the time, and I found myself drifting away from my goals and what I had for my future, so I decided to take a step back, and it ended up working out for the best. A little positive twist. I love it. (laughs) Oh, I get the feeling of peer pressure. That is so toxic from so-called friends. You know what I mean? The pressure to do things that you know aren't right for you and aren't going to further you and your goals. So I'm really proud of this listener for recognizing those signs and knowing what was best. Yeah, and for sure, too, in the moment, it always feels like, oh, but these friends are going to be forever and I don't want to upset them Then I'm going to be lonely and this and that. Ultimately, when you get older, you're not going to probably talk to half the people you talk to now, unfortunately. So it's just one of those moments that I feel like you really have to put yourself first, especially in college. Like, I know people can get distracted so, so easy. Just put that behind you. Been there, you. done that. <laughs> I know, right? Just seriously put your future in front of you and just do what you can to get there. Us sharing these stories, I feel like, has made me feel a little bit better because it knows that we're not alone in our past experiences, whether it was, you know, friendships or work environment or relationships. So I have really enjoyed sharing these stories. Obviously, my heart breaks for those who have gone through these experiences, but um, for us who have gotten out of those environments, we know there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it will get better. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest takeaway I want people to get out of this episode. If there's a mean person at your job, if there's a friend that, you know, is doing things similar as to one of our listeners had said to them, just really 
put your future first and again that's in a job too if you're not loving the environment you're in don't wait don't feel like you have to suffer find a way to find resources to get yourself to a better place avoid those coworkers that make you mad go to hr if you feel like you know you're ready for that just really use what's out there to help you and yeah i think that's the takeaway i have for you guys <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this series. We love doing series. Series is. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening and participating. That was some great listener participation. I just, I love it. <laughs> so we are garnering some more content for you guys. Um, so thanks for, you know, staying with us. Yeah, thanks for listening to this series that we've been literally working on forever, I feel like. So we've been, I, I don't know, it feels like a good little relief, like getting uh, like weight off my shoulders, finally being able to like air all that out. So I'm glad for that. But yeah, we will definitely get more going for y'all. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Lex, how can people stay up to date with us? if they want to know more about what we're up to. Yeah, you guys can reach out on social media. That is at Trust the Process Pod. On both Instagram and TikTok. We need to post more on TikTok. <laughs> we need to post more on TikTok. I know. We, uh, we'll have to find creative ways to do that for sure. Like a day in the life of Lex or a day in the life of Jen. Stay tuned, guys. That'll probably be a thing. <laughs> we, we've got some ideas flowing. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Jen. And I'm Lex. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>